Welcome to the No Negations Podcast, a faith-based podcast that connects real-world situations and thoughts to scriptures to strengthen you. On this episode, we're talking about discovering the will of God, so let's dive into it. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the episode of the None of Gays Podcast. <laughs> Dear O.D. Solis Jr. is here. Ela Sullins. And D.S. Ninja is in the house. Oop. See, I messed up on the uh, little vocal and I... The cameras. Yeah, I did. So <laughs> when I went to go click on you when you did your name, Dad, I actually clicked on my face, so... Don't get fired. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to hire a production engineer. Wait, what are you trying to say? I think I said it. <laughs> You're a hater. You're a hater. So, um, how was you guys' uh, weeks? It felt long this week. Um, I've been a little sick, but I'm doing all right. And I can't complain any about anything else. So. It was fine. The week was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That was an event. <laughs> uh, my week was was good. It was good. Uh, being consistent in my workouts and stuff. You know, I got to run my ten two. Your ten two on what? In a hundred. What are you talking? Stop it. <laughs> um, you know, I got to get ready uh, for competition and. Uh, you know. No, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking well, about. Well, if you're talking about you're going to get in a, as a white belt, you're going to fight in a black belt. Dad, I was joking. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that. I was about to get I was about to get in the division with you. <laughs> <laughs> you're a hater. Um, How was your week? I am tired this week. I'm yeah. tired today. I'm just tired. I think I just need a big, long nap. That's it. Mm. It's a. Uh, uh, I like to give myself. Whew, see, told you. I like to. <laughs> I like to give myself uh, after a couple of weeks, like just a couple of days, where I can just relax and do nothing. Mm. Um, but even if I do that, Des is still at the house, so I don't know if big long naps is really going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I kind of want to jump into the topic. Uh, this week we're talking about discovering the will of God, and this was another one submitted by, once again, um, Alicia Evans. And so, yeah. Oh, because uh, I was going to ask you, what made you pick this topic? Yeah, no, that this one was submitted. That's why. Shout out to Alicia Evans. Yeah. So um, this is kind of, and I don't know how you guys had what take took. Wait, jeez, rewind. What, <laughs> what take is that the right word? What take you took off of it? How, I don't know how you guys took this question. There you go. Um, but I look at it like discovering the will of God. I I look at it outside of just like spiritual gifts because I I feel like when you first hear discovering what God wants you to do, I feel like the first thought process to that is, oh, my spiritual gift is this and. I think that's. I think this is more than spiritual gifts. I think it's. I took it as like this is like everything we decide to do in our life. Like 
I decided to get up at six o'clock today instead of eight o'clock and make I don't know. That's that was a stupid analogy, but I feel like it's it has everything to do with like everything you do. Does that make sense? Discovering the will of God. Yeah, but within like your entire life. I didn't take I didn't take it really as like career. I didn't take it as just specifically spiritual gifts. It was just like boom. What was the question that was sent in? All it said was Discovering the will of God 101. Okay. So what does that got to do with you? Well, I mean, think uh, the will of God for me. Like, that's what I kind of... Mm, I took it as what God wants us to do. The will of God. But yeah, you... Oh, I see what you're saying. But okay, going back though, you can't control what other people do though. Like you can only really control what you do. Exactly. That's what God's will has nothing to do with your control, technically. No, I'm I'm just saying like off of what he said, like discovering the will of God. Like I feel like we can only do that with ourselves. Like I can't do that with someone else. So like thinking about like personally the will of God for me. Right. What does God want you to do? Yeah, that's what I said. What was wrong with what I said? I don't think that's what you said. But what he what Ayla he said she wasn't listening. <laughs> I was. Now I'm confused. So and what is what is God's will? What a God? What does God want? And then, in understanding what He wants, what He wants you to do. What He what do God want the world to be like? What He want His disciples to be like? Okay, so what is your what is your thoughts? Go, go to Romans chapter twelve. Right, here we go. Bible hopping. Can you just read it while we pull it up? Because so it's not yeah. Paul's. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and start reading while we pull it up. It said, "Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is." Mm-hmm. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Okay. So he's telling us don't trans don't um don't conform to this world. Be transformed and renewing your mind or change your thinking. And then it's telling us that then you'll be able to test and approve what God God's will is. Mm-hmm. And that's that's focusing on on him. So it's about a renewing, our changing our thinking, not to, to what the world is putting out, or society is put, putting out. And he said, when you, the word is telling us, when we do that, then we'll be able to discover what God's will is. So this is something I've <clears throat> said on multiple episodes in the past, and I want you guys to what seek God first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Actually, that is that's part of it too. Yeah. Okay. Um, but this is something I've said in the past, and I and I said I feel like the different things that I'm doing in life is God directing me, whether it's in a negative or positive. Like if I'm listening to God, or I'm not listening to God. Like I'm, I'm ultimately moving towards like working in God's plan. Quote unquote. So is that wrong to think that way? Like whether I do something right or wrong, I'm operating in God's plan is that wrong i see the let me pan on the camera so i can show y'all confused <laughs> well, is it god's will for you to sin who says anything about sinning like instead of going to the grocery store i go to 
Lowe's. <laughs> Well, like, you you know, said, when you say something like wrong, I think against God, which is sin. I'll so give when you, I'll give you an example. So like God's plan for me is to use and operate this gem. You say that's in God's plan. But I'm being slow and I'm doing something totally different. That's not sin. But like, yeah. I don't think that's God's plan for you. Yeah. I but that's the th- that's the thing. Like, no, that's not God's plan. But ultimately, I'm it's still in God's plan. Because <laughs> I feel like no, I think uh, that's your free will choosing to go outside of God's plan. But I don't think that's God's plan for you to choose outside of His will. No, but I also think that God knows, like my journey yeah but like our shirt said seek god first and i think that's his will for us to seek what he's his plan first Mm -hmm. and so the the gym or whatever somebody else do that's a byproduct so the first thing is like it says in master matthews chapter six is to seek God first or seek his will first. So how do you know? And Okay, perfect. I'm not doing a great job explaining myself. The byproduct, what you're talking about right now, uh, would you say that a byproduct or some like some type <clears throat> of stepping stone is a part of God's will? So like if right now the ultimate goal is for me to have a gym, quote unquote, using that for the example, but that byproduct right now is for me to work or do this here. Like is that do you is that still part of God's will or is God's will just the end goal? Does that make sense? Like the end goal is this where you're at here, the journey to it is that. Does that make sense? I I don't think that's his primary goal. His primary goal is to get you to do his will. What he says in in uh, making disciples. I think that's the goal. Now the gym might be a tool. That could be a byproduct of that. But I think the first thing that he wants you to do is the thing that he assigned you to do, mm-hmm. that he sanctified you, that he set you apart from the world to do, mm-hmm. and that he gifts you with skills and abilities and gifts to do. And the, the gym could be within that. But I think the primary goal is for you to make other disciples, other followers of Christ. Now, this is my follow-up question for this. Okay. I'm going to use Jonah. Jonah in the Bible. Jonah. Okay. When God told him to go, he did not want to go. And then they had him. Jonah was on that ship and was getting tossed all over the place. Do you feel like that was a part of God's will for Jonah to be in that situation? And the reason why I say that is this, because I feel like in that situation— Not necessarily Jonah understood God's power in that moment, but the people that were on that ship now understood understand God's pro, uh, power. Is that kind of a reach to say that or think that with the story of Jonah? Um, in this in that story, I think Jonah went outside of God's will. That's why the storm happened. Yeah, but so I don't. In the whole, though, like, those people that are on the ship now experiences God's power. So, like, in a sense, is that still part of God's will? Even, like, Jonah going outside of God's will, is that in God's will? I think God 
used whatever came, whatever came with Jonah going outside of God's will. But I don't think that changes the fact that Jonah went outside of God's will. Like, ultimately, he went outside of the will, and then God <clears throat> adapted to what Jonah <clears throat> did in his free will and decision. And he reprimanded him. God's will was for Jonah, again, to take his word to Nineveh. That was this God's will. Jonah didn't do that. So God allowed something to happen to get him to change his mind and to obey him. What what may be disobedient for us? Could that be an opportunity for God's will and somebody else to come alive? Because using that same example, in God's will, right, Jonah was supposed to go to Nineveh, Mm -hmm. but he didn't. And in turn, Jonah ended up on that ship and with all those people. Do you think in that situation, and this could be a reach. I know I'm reaching a lot today. In that situation, could God's will be working in somebody else through Jonah's disobedience? I think the ultimate thing, and <clears throat> and I think you're kind of taking a chance by thinking like that, is because it's like, well, I'll be disobedient, but in being disobedient, God will get the glory. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what Paul talks about in Romans. Hmm. You know, he talks about that very thing. And so in your disobedience, what if God is anger, angered and take you out because of your disobedience? Mm, we talked about that a little bit last week. Yeah, that's taking a to me. That's taking a chance. Mm-hmm. But if if you look at Matthew's chapter six mm-hmm. and um, verse nine and ten, it says, "This then is how you should pray: Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done." In saying that. <clears throat> we're saying your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're actually asking for what's going on into heaven, God's will that's taking place in heaven to be done here on earth. That's what we're actually saying. And so when we're looking at God's will, we want to be obedient to what he wants us to do, mm-hmm. not for us to be disobedient, he punishes us, then somebody gets the knowledge of God. You know. Can't that cause fear? <clears throat> like how would you how would someone really know like the jump or really be able to be like, you know what, this is what God wants me to go or this is what God wants me to do. I think by by reading and and and, and studying and communing with God, that's how you know. Cuz we just read in 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 um in Romans he said then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. Do you believe that you're operating God's will right now? Like, do you believe like you're like in God's doing exactly what God is planning for you or God yes. wants you to do? And but I know I, I don't think he's done with me. And so by me using my, my spiritual gifts and my skills and studying his word and, 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 and trying to find out more about him, and being obedient, that's in God's will. So, so what are you doing right now? That's uh, I don't need to ask you that. I guess yeah, I'm gonna ask you that. What are you doing right now that you believe that this is 
Like, you have said that you feel like God's not done with you. Mm -hmm. So that means you might be in a state of preparation, or you might be in that. Exactly. So what are you doing right now that you think that this is, like, God's will pushing you into that? Studying and teaching. That's what he's gifted me with doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And and mentoring, you know, discipling. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's in God's will for me because, like I said, I'm 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 amazed that uh, my upbringing that I wasn't in a church, I wasn't in the Word, and and nobody in the family was was that. But I have a hunger and a desire to study and 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 know His Word, mm-hmm. and I don't understand that. Yeah. You know how sometimes we say, "Don't hang around those people because you know." You'll do the same thing they do, yeah. And you get in trouble. You say because they hang around bad people, they become bad. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm hanging around God's word and God's people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's actually crazy to think about because you didn't learn how to read until you was 32, right? You know, <laughs> actually 33. <laughs> <laughs> Ayla, do you believe that? Do you believe that you're working <clears throat> in God's will right now? Um. Yes, in my current state of where I am, but I don't think that what I'm doing right now is the like the end goal of what God wants me to be. But I do think that in the position that I am in right now, that he has me in in people's lives, that I am in his will and the way that he's using me in those specific people's lives. Can I be honest with both of you guys right now? No, lie to us. <laughs> okay. I think that's both of what you guys have said. I think that's just very loaded. Like, I feel like to say that um, God is not done with me, I feel like you can't really say that because as long as you're here on earth, you have something to do. That means he's not done with you. For sure. Just... <laughs> but, like, so I don't think that's something you have to say, though. Like You asked me a question. Yeah. not that, But I, but if I ask you, hey, hey, dad, you know, if you operate, you, what do you, you feel like you're still operating, God, blah, 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 blah. You don't have to say yeah, you're not done. He's not done with you because if he was done with you, you wouldn't be here right now. Exactly. So you don't I, have to I mean, that. I don't think that's this is all that he wants me to do. Just just teaching. He might have something else for me to do, mm-hmm. and I don't know. But what I do know is the gift that he gave me and his word, mm-hmm. and I'm constantly learning because I always say you never graduate Bible study. Mm. And so back to your answer, or yeah, answer, Ayla. When you say that God is, as a, for what you're doing right now, what does that mean? Does that mean position, does that mean his will for you changes or No. In the position that he has me at this time, right now, I can confidently say that in my relationships um with people that have been brought to my attention that I pray for, that I have conversations with as far as ministering to them and everything, I do believe I'm in his will in that way. Why do you how do you believe that? Because these opportunities keep getting brought up to me to be able to minister to these people. It's not something that necessarily I have gone out of my way to seek. These opportunities just come to me to be able to minister to people and share the gospel with them. Mm. So I think in those moments when there is an opportunity to share, I do. So how is that you operating in God's will? Or in, in verses just 
you know, doing the things that God calls us to do. Isn't that what God's will is? No, I don't. I don't necessarily think that. Like, I don't know. If I'm walking down the street and I see a guy, he's like, "Hey," and I'm like, "Hey," and I we talk about God. I don't feel like that's necessarily me operating God's I'm not, will. Yeah, I'm, I'm not like, ta- talking about a random person coming to me. I'm talking about relationships that have been built that I'm now teaching them about the gospel. Well, that's what God want us to do. It's just to not just the people we know, but strangers. Yeah, but to bring them to the knowledge of God, and He wants us to build up His church, universal church, as well as the local church. Yeah. So by that, do we all have the same will of God and God? Like, are we all operating in the same will? Because that's what everyone's supposed to be doing anyway. Supposed to be doing, but yeah, I, I but think He He. That's why we're here on Earth and we're, to we're, populate the world with with Christians. Yeah. To make Christians. So everyone has. But he's given each one of us a gift. And we don't have the same gifts. We don't have the same skills. Mm-hmm. But we're supposed to use those skills and those gifts within a local body. Mm-hmm. And then from the local body that the church and the location is supposed to affect the community around them. So as long as someone and whatever they're doing is speaking the Speaking of God and trying to talk to someone and bring people to Christ, they're operating whatever with when within whatever they are doing, they're operating within the will of God. Then I don't know, could be, but are are they I a mean, part of a local church? I don't I mean, because that's why you have church order because you go to church, the collective body, and get the word from God. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you go out, okay. and then you bring other people back in. That's what God's will is. That's why he established the church in Acts. Because before that, they didn't have churches. They had the temples. Yeah. And so that's the great mystery is when he brought all those different nations together in Acts chapter 2. Mm-hmm. And and he formed the church. And Peter gave this, this sermon there. The reason why I ask that question is because for people that's listening right now, I would like to have like a clear understanding of... <laughs> If they are working within the will of God or not. Only that person is going to know by their um, communication with God individually what his will for them is. So you can't just give a one answer for everybody. And it's not. I'm not looking for a one answer. I'm just looking for something specific on how how you found what you're doing and, like, this is the will of God. Because, like... Like I said, anybody can just sit there and be like, oh, and be wrong and be like, I'm operating in the will of God. And they're not operating in the will of God. Mm-hmm. Like, um, um, I forgot, dude, that, you know, got all those people to drink uh, poison. Jim Jones. God's chosen one operating. Like, so how would that's what I'm looking for is like, what do you do right now? And then how do you know that you're operating in the in the will of God? I already told you what I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, here, here, you know what? Maybe this. Go to First Samuel chapter fifteen, and I, I think this this may may help. First Samuel chapter fifteen, and this is when when Saul, uh, King Saul, <clears throat> you know, starting at verse one. You there? Mm-hmm. You may say, "Amen." <laughs> <laughs> 
It says, Samuel said to Saul, I am the one the Lord sent to anoint you king over his people, Israel. So listen now to the message from the Lord. This is what the Lord Almighty says. I will punish the Amalekites for what they did to Israel when they waylaid them as they came up from Egypt. Now go attack the Amalekites, Amalekites and totally destroy everything that belongs to them. Do not spare them. Put to death men and women, children and infants, cattle and sheep, camels and donkeys. Okay. So Saul summons the men and mustered them <clears throat> to Talem, 200,000 foot soldiers, then 10,000 men from Judah. Okay. And then we we'll drop down to verse 7. <clears throat> okay. Then Saul attacked the Amalekites all the way from Helva to Shur, to the east of Egypt. He took Agai, king of the Amalekites, alive, and all his people he totally destroyed with the sword. But Saul and the army spared Agai and the best of the sheep and cattle, the fat calves and lambs, everything that was good. These they were unwilling to destroy completely, but everything that was despised and weak, they totally destroyed. Then the word of the Lord came to Samuel. I am grieved that you have made Saul king because he has turned away from me and has carried, not carried out my instructions. Samuel was troubled and he cried out to the Lord all night. <clears throat> now jump over to verse 13. <clears throat> Okay. When Samuel reached Saul, I mean, when Samuel reached him, Saul said, the Lord has blessed you. I have carried out the Lord's instructions. But Samuel said, what then is, is bleaking of sheep in my ears? What is this lowing of my cattle? I hear. Saul answered, the soldiers brought them from the Amalekites, they spared the best of the sheep and the cattle to sacrifice to the Lord God. But we totally destroyed the rest of the sheep and the cattle to sacrifice to the Lord your God. We totally destroyed the rest. Stop, Samuel said to Saul. Let me tell you what the Lord said to me last night. Tell me, Saul replied. Samuel said, although you once, you were once small in your eyes, you did not because the head of the tribes of Israel, the Lord anointed you king over Israel. And he set you to on a mission saying, go and completely destroy those wicked people. The Amalekites make war unto them and wipe them out. Why did you not obey the Lord? Why do you pounce on the plunders and do evil in the eyes of the Lord? But I did obey the Lord, Saul said. I went on the mission the Lord assigned me. I have completely destroyed the Amalekites and brought back Agai, their king. The soldier took the sheep's cattle from the plunder, the best of what was devoted to God, in order to sacrifice them to the Lord God at Gilgad. But Samuel replied, Does not the Lord delight in burn does the Lord delight in burn offerings and sacrifice as much as and obeying the voice of the Lord. Now, here's the key. To obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is better than the fat of the ram. He 
clearly did not obey the Lord, what he said in his word. Okay. And so he was supposed to do the will of God, but he he chose to do something different. Yeah. The main purpose, he said, take out everything. Mm-hmm. And I think we do that a lot. Either reading or not reading his word, studying or not studying his word, seeking or not seeking the spiritual gifts and using it in the church to build up the church. But we say, okay, I'm going to do this for the Lord, just like Saul did. He said, I'm going to keep the best of this and sacrifice to the Lord. But that's not what the Lord said. Mm -hmm. He did not do the will of God, and he lost the kingdom because of that. Yeah, I I understand all that. I I hear but. No, go ahead. You about to say something? My thing is, it's just like for the listeners, is that first part when God told Samuel. God told Samuel to tell Saul. Yeah, to take out everything. Mm -hmm. That part. How do people get to that part where they hear and understand what God wants them to do? Because a lot of times, and we've talked about this a lot, is that there's people, Christians, that are in positions and they don't know what to do, what to do. And you you have that saying if you don't know what mm-hmm. to do a lot of times we do nothing. Right. So those people that are in that position <clears throat> doing nothing. Like how do they hear what God wants them to do? Like, I just told you in Romans Romans chapter um 12. Mm-hmm. He said do not conform to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He said then you will know mm-hmm. God's will. So in other words, what's blocking us knowing what God's will is, we're conforming to the world. We're making we're making conscious decisions to be disobedient to God. We're we're liking what God's hate and we're hating what God loves. That's being disobedient. So you will not know God's will. And that's what Roman is telling us. And so what we have to do, and this is what I've, I've learned That's why I study the word. That's why I commune with other believers. That's why I serve in the church. That's why I do those things. Because God made through your study of the word, you sit down. How many times you sat down and listened to a sermon or teaching or in a class, Mm. and you was like, man, I was just thinking about that, and I was wondering about that. Mm. You understand? It's confirmation. From his word. See? And if Saul would have went to Samuel and said, no, you want me to take out everything, right? Everything. That's confirmation. So you think like, because I have periods of time when I feel stuck. Um, uh, ironically enough, a lot of times it's wrong when I'm like not doing everything I'm supposed to anyway. <coughs> but anyway, that's for another conversation. So there's periods of times where I feel stuck. But you believe those times when I feel stuck and don't know where to go is just the fact that I'm lacking in like fellowship or I'm lacking in looking for God's design or answer could be I fully believe that I mean just even referencing myself <clears throat> like I fully believe that um if I'm not being proactive it's because I'm not seeking him mm-hmm. when I should be all the time mm-hmm. I think a lot of the time um just examples in my own life or you know what I've seen or observed is that a lot of the time we seek God when we want to seek him, not necessarily in every decision that we make. And I think even the smallest decisions require us to seek him. 
And I'm not saying that I do that like I'm perfect at that. I'm saying that I am mm-hmm. one with the with the world sometimes in the way that I do not seek in every little decision that I make. And I think that also leads us off a path and can lead us off a path of what God wants us to do. Mm-hmm. I have a scripture from Hebrews. I just want to I just want to read it, and then I wanted to get you guys' interpretation on it. And this could kind of be like a setup because it's literally just like one sentence. You guys ready? <laughs> uh-huh. All right, so it's from Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36, and this is what it says. It says, you need to be patient in order to do the will of God and receive what he promises. And what is that saying to you? Uh, no, I asked you first. You can't do that. <clears throat> I asked that question. What did you say to it? I, I think that's in <clears throat> in the results that come from us doing our the will of God. Yeah. A lot of times I would do things and I want the results to happen. Mm-hmm. But the results are not up to me. It's up to God. Mm-hmm. What Where I get blessed is being obedient and doing what he says. Mm-hmm. And that's tough to do because sometimes if we talk to someone about God, sharing the gospel with them, we want to see them saved. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's not for us to see. Mm-hmm. Because when the writers of the Bible, when you're reading about the disciples and the patriarchs and the, and the prophets and the, the apostles, and not all the time they saw the person convert. <clears throat> mm-hmm. They didn't see what God sent them to do. That's where the faith comes in. Mm-hmm. And so by us reading them, it's counted unto them righteousness. Because when you read God's word of the accounts that took place from the witnesses that wrote about it, what took place, mm-hmm. because they did that, it's a blessing for them. Yeah. And so it's the same with us. And I see that more because of you guys, of my kids. I see that. And so by me being obedient to God and how it says raise up a child in the way they should go. Mm-hmm. You know, when it talks about take the word of God, put it at the door post and talk about it, you know, in your home. That's what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And so if we're not doing that, are we doing the will of God? Yeah. Ayla, want me to read it again? Are you mm-hmm. want me to read it again? Sure. All right. So the Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36 says, you need to be patient in order to do the will of God and receive what he promises. And you're asking my take? Yeah. Um, I don't know. When I just hear that verse without context around it. Yeah, I know. Like when, I said, it's kind of a yeah, setup. When I just hear that verse, like what you said, I, I immediately kind of go to um, my flesh and, and what I would want to do in my life, my own life, and the path that I would like to choose in my own life. And... And um, that being opposite of what God would have planned for me. And so I think in the patience and just in that context, which I need to I need to read exactly in that context. But from what you just said, the patience would be in the fact that kind of what he said, that God is not necessarily just going to answer us immediately in whatever we're bringing to him, that also whatever we're bringing to him may not be his will at all. It's what we want, so we, we might not get that answer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think being patient in what God um, has for you and waiting for what God has for you instead of going and acting out on your own will mm-hmm. is what I kind of get from from that. 
You guys ready for my take? Yes. And my take is a lot. Okay. okay. So I read this a while ago. Um, it has. It's gonna start off kind of being on what the just the, say what you. I can, <laughs> okay. So you know how earlier we were talking about how. Like, what you could be doing right now is could be, like, just a stepping stone. It may not be, like, God's ultimate will for you. And so that's kind of how I kind of view, like, in how I said, like, if you're still here on earth, you still have something to do. That's kind of how I view my moment right now. Like, right now, it feels good. It feels like, okay. like, And I said it on past podcasts, like, this is what God wants me to do. But I don't necessarily, I can't necessarily say that. Like, I believe it says in James, um... It was talking about don't say what you're going to do tomorrow because you don't know. Like right. you don't know what. Tomorrow's my promise. Yeah, and you don't know if that's what you're saying you're going to do tomorrow is in God's will. And so that's kind of how I look at my situations now. But with that being said, I look at it like if this is a stepping stone, I want to be prepared for God's ultimate goal. And so I've been really trying my best the last couple of weeks to do everything that I said that I was going to do um, in all aspects as um, reading. Um, studying, um, relationships, um, just even little things that, that that I say I do around the house. Like I say I'm gonna clean the dishes, I'm do the dishes, like that, like that type of stuff. Because I feel like, you know, I don't feel like tomorrow's not promised, right? And th- like we talked about in recent episodes, I can make one mistake today, and that could be the last one. And so I at least want to try to put put myself in a position to be able to receive that blessing from God or receive that whatever that will or that whatever situation God wants to put me in. And so the only way I really know how to do that to be prepared is to look at where I'm at now in my season and prepare the best that I can. And I don't know if that makes sense, but that's basically what I got off of reading this one little line. And then I read the rest of it and basically dude was talking to the Jews, but it's okay. I still took it. He was talking to a church. Yeah. And so or that's what I think that's what one of the things you need to do is get involved with the local church and serve in a local church. Yeah. In in Matthew chapter seven, and we, we've read this, you know, before and and I went deeper on this, you know, when we said what the topic was. In verse twenty one, Matthew chapter seven, starting at verse twenty one. It says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of God or kingdom of heaven. But only he who does the will of my father who is in heaven. You see that only the people that doing the will of the father will Mm -hmm. enter the kingdom of heaven. So I think the focus needs to be on understanding and knowing what the will of the father is. It says, many will say to me on that day. Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me. You uh, away from me. You see, he don't have whatever. He don't have his glasses. Then he don't he don't have his glasses. Oh, you (laughs) evildoers. (laughs) Away from me, you evildoers. And, but, but the rest of that verse says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and put them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. 
The rains came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. And so that's when trouble comes and all that craziness comes. You won't fall because why? You built it on a firm foundation. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. So he's telling that that's why the will of God is so important for us to know. What's the will of God, and how are you doing it, and how are you putting them into practice? Well, it's technically the only thing that matters. Like, um, if you're not doing God's will, then essentially the, the your existence is uh, this is awful to say but it like doesn't matter what do you mean um i was reading in um ecclesiastes and also um proverbs and psalms i i had i went through this whole whole thing over the last like month and um Solomon is just talking about, in parts of it, he's talking about how meaningless some things are and the way that we um, have altered our life to get glorification for ourselves in ways. And so the only glorification that matters is God. And if you're not glorifying God, then what you're doing doesn't really matter. That's true. If, you, if you're not doing God's will. Yeah. Yeah, well... I Ecclesiastes is like one of my favorite ones. And that one I got tripped up on for a while. But then I realized that when I felt like Solomon was saying is that everything is point like what dad just said, like everything is pointless if you're just doing it just for the glorification. Like if you're doing it for man, it's you know pointless. If you're doing mm-hmm. it just to make income, it's pointless. But those things are now not pointless if you're doing it to glorify God. And so yeah. then everything that's like Consider pointless is now not pointless. Well, as you, long as, but I was, that was in the context of, if you're out of God's will, then everything you're doing is pointless. That's well, I think he was point. saying a little more because remember, God asked Solomon. He said, "What is it that you want?" He asked Solomon that, and Solomon said, "Wisdom." And he said, "Because you didn't ask for the life of your enemy and great riches, I'm going to give you what you asked for, wisdom. But I'm going to give you riches too." You know, and Solomon had, you know, what, 700 wives, 300 concubines. He had castles and all this stuff. And and he, he screwed up. He started worshiping other gods. And then when it came down on him, he was like, I had all that stuff. And it was mm-hmm. pointless to want that mm-hmm. compared to doing God's will. Yeah, And that's what he's showing us today. And that's what I think when we're seeking out God's will what he wants us to do is is it, it includes the local body it includes using our spiritual gifts it includes sharing the gospel it includes uh building up the church and if we're not doing that are we doing the will of god like it said in, in matthew chapter 7 he said many on that day gonna say lord lord did we not do these things and all this and he said depart from me you evildoers and that's because they didn't have a real relationship 
that's because they weren't doing their will. If you don't have a doing God's will, what kind of relationship is that? Yeah, they don't have a relationship with him. They said they were doing <clears throat> things in his name, but they don't know him. So they don't they don't have a relationship with him to know his will. And the um Well, the question is we have to ask ourselves that too. Yeah. Because yeah. that verse, if we don't understand that, we could be, <laughs> that could be us. And Luke, he was like, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Hmm. I had another question, but I think it's going to lead into another conversation. So I'm going to save that for next week. <laughs> I put a, know. Put a pin in it. <laughs> um, Here's my takeaway for this episode. So. Oh, you said, how do I know? Oh, I know it will. Oh. Yeah, I know 100% it will. Um, <laughs> my takeaway is this, is when you discover your gift or God's will for you, I, you got to go, I th- I feel like you have to go at it full with full effort. Like when you have that understanding that this is the direction that's God, even if like this point of time is just a stepping stone, you have to do everything you possibly can to I guess I would say glorify to be the best that you can in that situation because I feel like if you're not, you're selling yourself short and you're prolonging, I feel like God's plan for you. And so that is my takeaway for today is when you do get to that point where you figure out that this is what God is asking for you to do in this moment, um, hit it full, full steam. Yeah. My turn? No. Okay. You always go second. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um my takeaway is is um I guess focusing on your building your relationship with God so that you're communing and and you're praying and you're hearing and you're discerning from the Holy Spirit and asking for the Holy Spirit to be um present in your life every single day so that God can always guide you. Um, I think obviously reading is um, where that starts, but I think even far it goes farther than reading. It goes farther than that. You have to do things in addition to that to to continue a relationship with God. I always compare a relationship kind of with the way that our human relationships work in a sense of I will apply myself in my relationship with Daryl and I have to be present and I have to communicate and I have to, um, (laughs) I have to be present. I have to communicate, um, with him. I have to, um, show him love in those ways. And I feel like we have to do the same thing with God. You ain't got to communicate with me. Here we go. I'm I'm cool. Like you ain't got to communicate with me. Sign language. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) He says sign language. (laughs) Anyway, I, I got to think about, you know, doing God's will is like what, how God instructed Abraham. Um, he had a plan. He had his will to be done through Abraham. And he said that you will be father of many, a uh, nation of many. And even though he told Sarah that Abraham told Sarah that she will give a child, have a child he went outside of God's will and listened to Sarah, went to the handmaiden and had a son. And that, and from that line, 
from Ishmael that became the enemy of Isaac, his son, mm-hmm. you know. And so understand it's important for what I learned from that and, and my takeaway is to to understand and to gain a knowledge of God's will and be obedient to it. Boom. That's all? You ain't That's got it. nothing else Period. to add? No. What about you, Ayla? No. <laughs> well, that does it for this episode. We want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of the No Negations Podcast. We'd love for you to subscribe to hear our upcoming discussions. If you want more information about this topic or others, go to www.nonegations.com. There you can review or print the show note transcripts. They're great for personal or group Bible studies. And if you like what you heard today, look for that review button and leave us a review. Tell us what you love about the episode and which episode you heard was your favorite. You can also suggest future topics that you want us to discuss. You can, and you can also, uh, yeah, please. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. I got caught up on my words there, but please, we love when you guys submit topics. It makes it fun for us. Um, but you can support us financially by ordering any of our uh, No Negations apparel or by donating. It helps us reach our monthly goals, buy new equipment, and provide good contact content. And if you are in or near the Canton, Ohio area, you can purchase our apparel at Blended. Located in Belden Village Mall. It's located right next door to the Macy's, so check us out. If you're in search of a community of like-minded people growing in their faith, we invite you to join the No Negation social media community on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We would love to have you join us. So, until next time. See Deuces. God. Oh, I forgot. Wait, hold on. <laughs> so, until next time. See God first and never give up. Deuces. <laughs>